Hello, this is Jim Kilgore, Certified Financial Planning Professional here at 401 Advisor, and I am the host of the 401 Advisor podcast. The topic today is preparing for the what-ifs in life and how you should have a plan to make difficult decisions when every decision will be a difficult one. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the show host and should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. The information used is believed to be from reliable sources. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. I am a financial advisor with 401 Advisor and a registered representative of Ciros Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Ciros and 401 Advisor are not affiliated. You may recognize the title of this week's podcast is the title to a famous Garth Brooks song, but in my line of work, it means something different. While the lyrics do a great job of getting us to think about our loved ones after we're gone and whether or not we've tried in every way to show her every day that she's my only one, back in the 1990s and even today, this song was and is a great country love song. I want to use these words as a backdrop to talk about an issue many of us don't like to address, and that is death. Death of our spouse, a child, our parents, or ourselves. The story I'm about to tell you is true, and it can happen to anyone. Alice and Amy, a set of twins, were eight years old, and their brother David, four, when their dad died in his sleep one night at the age of 44. His wife, Tammy, woke up the next morning, surprised her husband, Matt, was still in bed. Normally an early riser, Matt hadn't felt well the night before, so Tammy thought perhaps he was still feeling sick. When she attempted to wake him, she realized his skin was cold, and when she felt for a pulse, Matt was gone. Soon, the children filtered in and saw their dad's lifeless body and their mother, grief-stricken, trying to contain her grief. The children and their mother were in a state of shock at the unexpected loss of their husband and father. First, there was the ambulance and then the sheriff's department. Then fast and furious decisions had to be made with little time to think and plan. The family members started calling. Friends began trying to give their support. All the while, Tammy was trying to find the strength to get through each day. Ma'am, do you have any preference for where we take your husband? Do you have life insurance? And where are the life insurance policies? What is the password for the bank account so I can pay some bills? What bills need paid? Did Matt even have a will? Tammy searched desperately to find their most important financial documents and the life insurance policy on Matt. But Matt took care of the finances, and she was never really interested in that stuff, So Matt just kind of handled it. Now it's been thrown in her lap, and she doesn't even know the password to the bank account. This scenario, which is played out daily in households all across the country in homes with people of all ages and genders, sometimes it's the wife that passes unexpectedly. But the ramifications of not having any of your affairs in order are the same. The surviving spouse is left trying to pick up the pieces emotionally and will struggle 
even more if some of these things are not laid out in an organized way. If you're married and you have children, it's an act of love to prepare some basic estate planning documents so you and your spouse or your spouse does not get stuck cleaning up a financial mess, all the while grieving your death. I'm not an attorney and I don't prepare estate planning documents, but I'm a certified financial planning professional and I work with people on their retirement plans, risk management, and other financial issues. I always ask my clients if they have a will, medical power of attorney, or other pertinent estate planning documents during our planning engagements. And many do not, but all say they've been meaning to do it. Part of my process is putting together what I call a personal financial records organizer. For my clients, it's a centralized location to keep all of their most important financial and legal documents. Some of the items that you might want to put in your records organizer are things like your will, your powers of attorney, both medical and financial, retirement account statements, life insurance policies, tax returns, letters of instruction, funeral arrangements, and much more. If something happens to you or your spouse, having this binder will bring some clarity during an unclear time. The little things like being able to pull the life insurance policy and call the insurance carrier with the policy number makes the process less difficult and go a long way to helping you get through this devastating time in your life. I encourage you and your spouse to sit down regularly and go through the family finances. Have a contingency plan for what-if scenarios. I recently heard of a husband and wife that owned a business together, and the wife took care of all the accounting and finance activities. The wife passed away unexpectedly, and the husband did not have access to the business bank account because he was not even listed on it, let alone know the password. At our house, we have a file on my computer with all of the passwords for all of the different accounts we need access to. Now, that file is password protected for obvious reasons, and a letter of instruction sits in the front of our personal financial records binder. So if something were to happen, the spouse left picking up the pieces can navigate through the most difficult days of their life. At our home, I take care of paying the bills each month, so my wife has little knowledge of what is paid, when it's paid. She's just aware that it does get paid. If tomorrow never came for me, despite her grief, she would know where to turn to find the answers to all of the questions newly widowed spouses need answered. If you would like to learn more about the steps you need to take to protect your family, reach out to me and let's get together for a meeting. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Please send your comments or questions to jim at 401advisor.com, and I will be happy to answer them on a future podcast.